Hey guys, real quick, if you are new to the podcast, I would say go back and listen to a different episode as the audio for this one is a little skewed because it was partially recorded in the Salt Lake City Airport, hence the title. And also, I'm recording this quietly because my daughter's asleep, so even the audio disclaimer is audio weird. Rate and review. Yeah, go ahead and rate and review uh, this episode brought to you by Blue Juice Comics and Holy Guacamole. Enjoy. We just need to record an intro that we can play. Yeah, I think Every that's time, right. without fail. Uh, well, we do have a... You know we have one. What am I talking about? <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Actually, uh, I'm recording now. Oh. <laughs> I, might, I might be here for just a sec. I'm in Salt Lake City Airport. Where Where are oh. you? Live from Salt, Salt Lake? Lake? Airport. Ooh. In Chicago. Say hi to Jim Gaffigan fans for me. <laughs> oh, he's here. <laughs> they, they reverted you to Salt Lake City, huh? Well, that is Bloody Mary. I thought the SLC was dry, but... Oh yeah, we haven't started yet. Oh yeah, but they your bloody mary, they didn't make it in front of you, correct? Maybe it's virgin. It's a virgin bloody? I don't know. Let me try. No, 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 Henning, this is this is real. Did you did you have to buy like a ham sandwich to get that liquor? No, no. In Salt Lake City, I don't know if you remember, but this is real. Maybe it's changed, but it had to have been recently. They are allowed to serve liquor, but not mix the drink in front of the customer. So they have to go behind uh, like a partition or send the ticket back to a kitchen to make your drink. Salt Lake City, man. How long are you in Salt Lake for? Four hours. Ooh. Wow. That's a lot of Bloody Marys, Henning. Hence the bloody. Don't let them discover those avocados on your computer. They'll keep you like that reporter in Saudi Arabia. What happened there? And then cut it to pieces? No, did you hear? No, it wasn't Jamal Khashoggi. This was, oh, this was Iran. I'm sorry, Iran. They kept a journalist there for two years. This was the Iran, like, hostage exchange or whatever. The one towards the end of Obama's Obama's administration. But the reason they initially started following him is because he started a campaign to bring avocados to Iran. Because, like, kind of as a joke, but not because he loved avocados. And he's like, Iran refuses to import avocados. Let's start bringing avocados. And they were like, that is code for espionage. And they snagged his ass. What? Did they tell you what the reason for the avocado? Is it, like, uh, like something from the Quran or is it from, like, no, a no, religious thing? No reason. Just sounds, the, like it kind of, it sounds like it kind of was a... No. symbolic espionage thing literally he wanted to bring it literally just because there were no avocados there just, just some scummy hipster new yorker journalist i was like avocados bitch <laughs> I <laughs> my avocado toast every sunday morning they put a burlap avocado sack over his head kept his ass and then yeah. got his mom too put his bottoms on the top oh yeah what was that hen 
but I have to remember I'm in a public space in oh. SLC and I just said fuck really loudly. <laughs> there is a this is a there's a guy. They're gonna put a pair of bloomers over Henning's face. He's gonna go to the Supreme Court right now. The Supreme Court is hearing. I love how like freedom of speech arises arouses so many dumpy cases though. Like, cause right now, (laughs) yeah, they're not though, but they are. That's why it's important. There's a guy named like Tony Berloni who started a clothing company in 1990 called fucked F U C or F U C T. It's like a skate company, but it's like still managed to Uh, stick around. And now like the patent office or the, or the, um, what is it called? Trademark office or whatever. is like, no, we can't officially allow you to have that trademark because it is under profane and obscene marketing or something. So now the Supreme Court has to hear from some stoner boner skater that's like, it's fucked, man. But it stands for friends, unity, trust, care. No, that's fuck, care, trust. Because uh, he's like a stoner boner skateboarder, but like past his prime. Oh, yeah. So he's like, he's like the dude. That's so funny you, you know, mentioned that. Deal. Their original, right, they were, they are actually kind of trendsetting in that they were like kind of the first to really like promote like this baggy pants and stuff. So that's when he was like this young guy like with all the baggy clothes, but as you age, you kind of age out of that, but now he's the guy that still needs a clothing crutch. So now, like the picture of him about to be in front of the Supreme Court, 10-gallon hat, a lot of chains and crosses, shirt button too low, you know, one boot, one sandal. He's got, he's Johnny Depp in it. Oh, man, I love the 10-gallon hat. Bringing it back. No, the big Only an old skateboarder could bring back a 10-gallon hat. If you can pull it off... Men with big, big hats. I'm very jealous of that because it's you have to be either this or three, three categories, like the manliest, like scuzzbumminiest man around. Two, yeah, the most effetist artist around, i.e., Beck with that hat towards <laughs> like the like Scully in it, like a like a um. Like a little yamaka, but like a, a yamaka, but it has a brim, like the the width of you know, like Mother Teresa or, or uh, Mona Lisa. He looks whatever. like one of those cardinals that like is one of the goons for the Pope when they got that big, the little tiny hat with the way wide brim. <laughs> yes. And then the third option is you have to be like a multi multi millionaire, potentially to billionaire that has so much money. That you're allowed to dress like you found things in the gutter. Like, then you can wear a 10-gallon <laughs> hat. <laughs> you have to be eccentric, I guess. Eccentrically rich. It's got to look scummy. And you, you can't, not even a 9-to-5, expand the categories of 9-to-5. Like, you you can't have, you can't wear a big hat to a job. If it's like a quote-unquote it's, job. Because they have even a bartending job. Hot because like practicality wise, a giant hat is so annoying and cumbersome that if you're not an eccentric or like a fucking bare knuckle boxing champion, yeah. 
Like, you take that hat off at a bar, and you're not going to have to drink so over. <laughs> yes. Or you come through, the, you pass a table, and it's knocking people's food over. So either they, they need to go, the <gasps> weirdo. And then I crack my, you know, 20 time broken knuckles, and I'm like, oh, you want to say some shit about my big hat? Oi, oi, lay. Odele, give him some, give him some tunes. Yeah, you don't look good with a big hat getting into any sort of sedan. What if I go to my like third part-time job with a ten-gallon hat? <laughs> They're like, you only have the third job for the hat f- f- costs. <laughs> the hat fees. <laughs> I just did my taxes. There's a lot of hat taxes in this country. Yeah, the hat tax. That sounds like something. Like if I were, you know, if I were reading a history of especially the United States and I came across a chapter that was like the hat tax marches of 1772, I'd be like, of course that was a thing. They're taxing our hats. That's how Chester and Arthur won the White House. It'd be a regressive tax back then because everyone wore one. But nowadays, only the richy riches. It's oh, top, top half percent. The, the one hat percent. This is real, and this is what proves that this isn't so odd. The reason Bring we have, hat. like, endangered... Bring back the hat. <laughs> the reason we have, like, endangered species protections, one of the primary reasons, is because ladies' oh, yeah. hat fashions got so crazy with, enda- like, uh, with rare bird feathers that all these birds started going extinct. So they had to cut that shit off. They had uh, hat tax. Also, on the other side of the coin, on the, like, it was women's fashion also, but then on the other side of the coin, there was this crazy subculture of uh, fishing lures. Mm. Because it was, like, towards the, like, the end of the Industrial Revolution. So all of these guys were writing these, like, pastoral manuals about, like, fishing, fly fishing. And they were just straight up lying. They were like, if you have one feather from the bird of paradise from Borneo and one feather of this, and you can catch these fish. So all of these like fatheads in the city who were just like dreaming yeah. of oh, getting yeah. out in the woods like would go after these feathers or they would just do other rich people to go like, well, you got to bring me 10 of these extinct or these you know, very endangered toucans because I need to – make this fishing lure and it was all just to show other rich people because i need to catch a boot in the east river (laughs) that's what's i love i love the and it's the the people are probably going to look at it the same way the um i don't know culture is not a fair word because this makes it sound like one culture is better than the other but the um culture gap historically in america between the city and the country is so beautiful, especially when it's so vast, like New York City to North Dakota. I'm sp- thinking specifically of our president, Theodore Roosevelt, who was like, uh, my wife died. I'm going to go bust some fucking Broncos in Bismarck, North Dakota. But I'm tough as nails. But before he went, and, he, and let's not get it straight. He's got his issues, but he was a tough guy. But the picture of young Roosevelt about to go to the prairie, he has two pearly ivory pistols from tiffany's with special custom 
like uh, handles. Wow. He's got a beautiful scarf from like Brooks Brothers and like this perfectly donned hat. He's got a big old jaunt giant hat. <laughs> He's got a. And he gallon? really does have a big hat full of coins. That's, that's, that's where it's from. But and for the most part, and based like if you watch like Deadwood, it's like for the most mm-hmm. part those guys died in the woods immediately. But at least Teddy had something where they're like, you know, you know, let's show us what you got. He just got off in his squat little manner and punched right. some guy in the fucking nose. Yeah, like his moxie carried through. Like right. he was a tough guy. He was also like from a rich family. Like he went in with money, but he also at his core was like. I'll fucking kick your dick in the dirt if you want to fucking do this. <laughs> I Make had, fun of my pearly revolvers again. I had a, uh, I don't know how well this is capturing, but I had that exact, like the reason this is so on the top of my mind is because I just spent four hours, hours feeling completely out of place at a show that Meg was playing, an outdoor show, because it's outdoors, this place called the Tattooed Moose. You guys have driven by it. They were playing an outdoor show and about, I don't know, half hour in (laughs) fucking bike gang of Confederate flag toting roughnecks come in just stars, stars and bars, little tiny flags like they were driving Schwinn's off the back of their (laughs) motorcycles on all of their patches. Like, but like they were just like in rousing about like, like, like the old West, like not like tipping tables, but just like immediately everyone like had a beer and they were like kicking dust in the air and smoking cigarettes next to like people having dinner like in tombstone like the roughnecks from tombstone that like like it was powers booth yeah and the guy from aliens like they just come to town and like throw their weight around but i don't want to give them the fight cool I don't want you to give them a cool credit because all these guys, yeah, they had like the leather and not and the patches, and they kind of had a bikery look, but they all kind of had sad daddy, sad dad bikes, and they all instead of you could tell you could you could tell like sad daddies, sad daddies. That's why I felt so out of place, but like because from the waist down with cool vests and stuff, pure like. Hardcore, thick, coarse dad um, uh, texture jeans with the heavy, <laughs> thick uh, pleather Walmart Velcro shoes that are wider than they are long. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They're just the yeah. they're just they're just the classic Velcros that are like incredibly padded for comfort, I'm sure. But it's like, at what point did hardcore biker Confederate, whether he's a Dixie fan or a racist? decide to switch from his cool steel-toed Terminator 2 boots to, uh... Oh, these are nine ninety nine. Killing my fallen arches. <laughs> exactly. Everybody had fallen arches. I don't know. But I did feel just like, one of these fucking scummers is gonna bump into my baby carriage. Not that Ruby wasn't even in it, but it's one of these scumbags is gonna bump into it and knock it over, and I'm gonna have to stand up and... Be- and come not not even that just be like oh sorry and he's gonna say something like what do you push your boyfriend around in this or something <laughs> you say sorry <laughs> I do he's a little person <laughs> I don't 
though, they just had that wild eye. Like, they were all very nice. Uh, uh, patches aside, that's not... Obviously, so that were... immediately gives me... But I was in my head the whole time because a few of them just had the... I've been drinking since eight, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm jolly guy. One of them had a chihuahua in his vest. Like, I'm the fun guy, t- like, tone with the chihuahua in my vest <laughs> until I stub my toe, and then I'll say something racist and make you defend it. Oh God! Now I'm now. The more you describe them, the more I'm like, it wasn't the stars. It was a rainbow stars and bars flag. <laughs> oh yeah. These were these were the actual sad daddies. <laughs> sad daddies. <laughs> the um, gayest, oldest biker gang in all of <laughs> South Carolina. It was. It's weird, and there's 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 interesting aspects to navigate there because these guys. This, this is my observations, and I'm totally aware of this. But within all these guys, rocking Confederate flags, both in tattoo, bandana, flag, and patch form, were African Americans as well. Joshing around, same crew. One of them had a shitty car, not a motorcycle. That guy's all right. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite because you'd see it in New York City, and it wasn't a shitty car. But, like, the neighborhoods that I lived in before we moved, like, were kind of fringy neighborhoods, and you'd have the, like, local yokel biker gang from New York. Yeah. So you'd see guys ripping down the, like, Nostrand Avenue, like, on their, like, actual choppers, a couple guys on, like, the, uh, you know, like, more, like, Japanese, like, street bike. (laughs) And then you'd have a guy on, like, a... ATV, and then a couple guys on oh, like yeah. dirt bikes oh, yeah. they bought at Kmart. Yeah. yeah. Those are my yeah, favorite the guys. ATV like, dragon, the, the cool with the giant trailer that has all their beer in it. Yeah, and the guy with the Uber. <laughs> Uber guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta make a couple bucks, you know? So, who, uh, the, the getting real touch on it, the, the dynamic is, though, as a person who immediately sees that and gets let's call it what it is gets righteous or whatever right see those patches i'm not even talking about the company and go oh these fucking ignorant assholes but then 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 your brain your stupid liberal new york brain when you see that they have black friends goes like but 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 they but what do i do and then I tell my boyfriend to get in his stroller and we, get, and we get an Uber. Do you have a car seat? It's extra. It's for my boyfriend. Check out these racists that have black friends. You see, my boyfriend doesn't weigh over 90 pounds. He needs a car seat legally. That's... He's not even a little person. Can we write baby boyfriend as a sketch because I can already see it. Because it just, it just has to start just like that, like a guy afraid of what confrontation might happen and that's how it's set up. And then he actually has a little boyfriend. Preemptively. <laughs> as the little boyfriend in the back, just like, can we, we don't have to, you can stop telling people I only weigh 85 pounds. I know I'm only 5 more. Like, I know this. <laughs> Or it's just a normal-sized boyfriend who has to get in this cart. 
I'm a normal sized boyfriend, I tell you. That's just worth having on that's just worth having on sometimes sketches are are worthy in title alone. What are we doing tonight? Mm-hmm. Normal sized boyfriend? Yeah, that one worked last time. <laughs> <laughs> because that just becomes if someone finds your set list, they're like, ah, I don't know what that is, but I want to see it. Oh, God. Nothing. That's why we would get up on stage some days and just read the list of sketches <laughs> we thought about that week. <laughs> we dreamed about Probably well, That's the best part about the yeah. beginning of the meeting is when you're, when you're like, okay, so I got this idea. I think it's just a title, Normal Size Boyfriend. Crap goes wild. You can't wait to share it. <laughs> you don't know where it goes from there. Most most times, yes. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and that's what I was. Yeah, I just had your your friendly neighborhood confederate. I was like, that was the title sketch I had because the guy was like, "Does your daughter want a pet, Sally?" Is this little Chihuahua? And then he got distracted because somebody's like, "Hey, old so and so, you got a haircut?" He's like, "Yeah, I had court." <laughs> then he got distracted. You had to get a haircut for court. The barber court. But he had a tasteful stars and bars. I was gonna say, like, I hate to look bad in front of the judge <laughs> as I'm wearing a Confederate flag dress shirt. Uh, that's that's the thing, though. Maybe that's that's the way. <laughs> No, I'm just picturing when you're like, yeah, to get a haircut. Just got the like, stars and bars Batman fade, just the fade with the cut the back. Do you think you obviously you would never want to wear a Confederate flag dress shirt, right? You wouldn't want to wear a Confederate flag Morona. Could you get? I should say, obviously, you'd never want to. You just couldn't get away with it. I should hope. Could you get away with a half? American, a half Confederate, half Confederate, just a Civil War. Is that a history buff clause? <laughs> like, I mean, we're talking like big, like the like the manga dragon shirts you would see on people in high school, like those big giant flowy, like the swing, shirts like a it. swinger shirt, like with the bowling pins <laughs> on the lapel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but each, it's just the two like guns, so you got a couple guns. Classic muskets as buttons, and then I mean, you have to go full regalia. Big hat, big oh, way big hat with a, maybe a little bandana coming out the back. Yeah, maybe a little braided <laughs> rope action. See, you've proven my point. You have the only way you can get away with a big hat, football shoulder pads, and a half American flag and half Confederate shirt is if you're a secret millionaire. <laughs> you're ex- yes. You either have to be David Bowie or. Dave Batista. That guy invented fo- fo- photo post. <laughs> His uncle created Postmates. It's like, isn't there a version of social media that's specifically racist? So like, uh, it's like not 4chan or something like that. Or there's another Twitter that's just for racist guys. Grizzer. Those are out there, sure. It, it, it for sure is. So, but so the the photo post is like the racist Instagram, and you just take like you get all racist. You, you take instead of a selfie, you take a racy. So you got, a racy that's so good, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> trademark, trademark. 
taking a race. Black guy in, in, the, in the background. What? Your no, face, black guy over your shoulder. Oh, so that's a no race. That's oh, a no yeah. race. Check out my friend. No, I got a friend. We're friends. If you think about it, the whole like the last year has just been full of races, really. These kids from Wisconsin, these fat Wisconsinites taking Hitler salutes. The you know, yeah. photo post has video races with the kid getting in yeah. some Native American's face or some Native American spit on him and he didn't act properly. I hope that Native American guy now that it's all come out, I hope the Nat- I hope he instigated it and then like covered his ass by lying cuz more liberals should do that shit like i hope that native american sweet warrior a sweet song warrior that's not how you should describe oh, it <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna take a I got a <laughs> no the the protester i hope he saw some dumb kid in america make america great again hat spit him and spit at us in the face and then when that kid got all upset and then people took video and then the news media showed up the native american was like he got in my face. What do you want me to say? Like, that's who I want on my side. I want some conniving. Because <laughs> it's just, yeah, like a sweet old man just spits right in your face. Sure. Why not? No, He's got what? the right. What? He's done it. The kid stepped to him. The kid, if the, if I got, if you were, if, if I were a young man and a protester of any type, but an older protester spit in my face. I probably wouldn't have the cojones to step up to him and just leer at him. I would reconsider my position. Yeah. It's always been one of my things. I was like, I feel like I would be a, a if you step to me, I'd spit in your face. Yeah, that's a, that's the instant escalation, though, Casey. Like, I know. I, she just gets so mad. Like, That's like the tip of my, like, I wouldn't throw a punch first. I'd just spit. See, I I agree with you. My first instinct is weird bodily stuff too, like like because the spit in the face is like, it's to me it's God's, it's the ultimate slap in the face. It's God. That's the face of God. Yeah. That's the rage of God. Rage face of God. Yes. Might as well smash my brother's brain. But that's the thing. Like you just got to be like. So if I'm with like you know uh, the races, the sad daddies, right? And they tip over my boyfriend's stroller and then like step to me. If I think I have a better chance of like, like you can end up spitting in some Harley scumbag's face and then they'll just snap your neck. Right. Cause it's such a visceral reaction. Whereas if you punch him in the face, you might get a pummeling, but I don't know. I mean, I should have just ran that stroller into one of their bikes. <laughs> just knocked him all over. Like, yeah, like Big Top Pee Wee or not Big Top Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Again, this is this was none of the, these guys were just rooting, tooting, and having a good time in their Velcro shoes. None of this happened. It was just me sitting there having playing, having my free movie in my head. <laughs> Either of them. Where you have to get up on the bar and dance for them. I was having my uh, Walton. Your, what was it? Milton Grimsby <laughs> takes a photograph. That's what I, that was my afternoon. Hansi Freiwald has a has a mind movie. Doctor Toilet starts a race war <laughs> with another white guy. <laughs> that that was. But he didn't have a black friend, so that's how it started. I just I'm I'm glad I wasn't with. I'm I'm glad I just could foresee like an incident with somebody getting just 
speaking up and saying, hey, what's that, you know, are you going to put up with this shit? Is that your friend? Do you see his vest? Well, I've been at enough shows where, like, and this has been on the side of good, but, like, some skinhead douchebag shows up and is in the mosh pit, and he catches a lot of fucking elbows to the face. That's true. And there's one in particular, he got a bloody nose, and he was like, everybody needs to chill out! (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. So everybody won that day. Yeah, I guess, yeah, but if you took a, if you took a photo post 360 panoramic, though, there was too many sad daddies. It was all sad daddies. Even if they weren't sad daddies, they were sad daddies, and those are the scariest of all. Thank you. Because you had, um... Sad daddies, sad daddies, black friends, and then you just had, like, probably the most racist of all, who just had like, uh, uh I don't know, like, um, khaki shorts and, uh, you know, like, and no a, black like a like a fun run nineteen ninety two shirt on. I just didn't that didn't quite fit. I didn't trust that guy whatsoever. Like, don't trust the guy in the middle who's holding court, who's just got a t shirt and right. jean shorts on. Don't not there's that's the guy that so takes his done. he's got the Ed Norton on underneath. <laughs> Doesn't need to advertise anymore. They no, the guys that don't advertise are the guys, that, the guys in disguise, baby. Guys in disguise, the old Nazi. <laughs> oh yeah, Nazi in disguises. That's what I was gonna do. I was just gonna follow that old Nazi into the bathroom. And then just, you know, tell him I knew who he was and hold a noose up and say, you going to take care of this or should I? <laughs> He's like, I'm from Florida. <laughs> I'm in, yeah, <laughs> never mind. Uh, oh, man, that was my, um, that was my afternoon. I was on a baby shower. Oh, really? Full of a bunch of uh, racists, so. <laughs> a lot of Confederate flags at the baby shower. How many boyfriends in no. all strollers? <laughs> you had a boyfriend shower? <laughs> he, he just literally showered in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go to my boyfriend shower? <laughs> sure, what, what's it for? No, I'm going to watch him baby. Well, we, well, no, we don't. We're not, we're not together yet. We will be in nine months. He has to shower. He has to shower first in front of. He has to shower first in front of my dad. Dad awkwardly eats finger sandwiches and see luxuriously showered. That's so funny. Look at those boyfriends giving each other boyfriend talk. A googie goo goo. I bet they haven't had their boyfriend shower yet. Uh, do you think that boyfriends are babies? <laughs> Look at what he's dressed in. Booties. No shirt. Leather vest with Confederate flag. Bloomers with the rabbit on the back. <laughs> oh, that... See, you're getting two sketches mixed up. You're getting um, uh, normal boyfriend mixed up with baby racist. (laughs) 
perfectly segue. That's a, that's the transition. This is a, we're all at a party. Oh, boyfriend shower. That's so <laughs> What's the occasion, guys? What is the, uh, don't they, at boyfriend showers, well, at showers, don't they, like, break something open to see, like, how good of a boyfriend you have or something? <laughs> that would be like a gender reveal. Gender like, reveal. Like, cut the cake and nobody knew. They put a bunch of, like, chocolates in the diaper to see how big of a dick your boyfriend's gonna have or something. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to use a diaper. There's still a lot of diapers involved in bottles. Uh, I think I just threw up in my mouth where that, where all of that went. <laughs> just the idea of equating baby shit to a, a penis is making me sick. Ooh, your boyfriend's gonna have a weird one. Don. <laughs> Some sort of creepy gypsy that can read dirty diapers for a relationship. You're right, Casey. I love the diapers still. Many baby aspects still have to be involved. Oh, it has to. Maybe Hans is thinking of like a, a slumber party? A teenage bunch of teenage girls getting together and deciding what their future husbands will be like. Well, that's a little bit of everything. You gotta mix it all together. Of course, I don't know what they do there. The best elements of a baby shower and a slumber party. Sorry, Dirk got locked in here. You heard all this boyfriend shower talking. And get in. Ooh, girl, get me out of here. Did I hear? Spoiler alert. Did I hear some racist biker also has a chihuahua? <laughs> Dirt. It's a racist dog. It, it it does take a certain type of like every you know the mind races, but like how do you soften a how do you soften a clearly racist Confederate flag toting biker? Put a comically small chihuahua in his vest yeah and traditionally associated like in like an effete dog like it's not like yeah, a of course no dog yeah. yeah but that's how like and I, I mean now that i think about it every parent was cool with their kid like walking up and talking to this sad daddy sad, with his little daddy. dog yeah can you imagine if that guy strolls up to the Park Slope or whatever, and uh, uh, or Prospect Park, and hops off his Harley and has a little dog in his vest and pulls it out and heads over to uh, some Bernie Sanders picnic rally? If a kid got anywhere near that dog. I wonder if it would take it. I could see it as a slow burn, like nobody sees all the flags and they're like oh god but he's so nice the dog is so nice he's got a black friend hey. <laughs> and by the bike they made him wait by the bike oh no all right oh casey he had his own shitty he's sedan the bike. <laughs> that's that's in the back of the bike right 
Oh, he makes him ride on the back of the bike. Yeah, they had their boyfriend shower already. <laughs> oh, yeah. They waited nine months. No, he just hitches the stroller to the back. <laughs> Drains the stroller <laughs> down the highway like, on the back of a motorcycle. Um, the, it's like... Like that, it's such because the thing is, these guys were. It's probably just some doofy thing where legitimately, this guy has no. And this is obviously I don't know any this this one specific guy with a goddamn dog in his vest who was very smiley and nice and and all this could could legitimately just be like, you know, this is Dixie baby, but have no hate in his heart for anyone, right? Um, yeah. And yet, what got a free shirt? And yet, my my uh, I have the mind that's been spinning for four hours, right? So instead of being the guy that doesn't see race, I wish I was the guy that didn't see racism, man. I just didn't see flags. You're flag blind. <laughs> flag blind. <laughs> Oh, but in what way, if you were flag blind, would you like legitimately, um, like get in trouble, like accidentally run off a road or something? Oh, if you were flag blind, like if you were flag blind, how could you get in trouble? Hey, didn't you see that flag said toxic fumes? Or do, do people not use flags as warning markers anymore? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Flag flag waving. And hard to read. The, you know, marching for the wrong team. Yeah. Cheering for the wrong. You know, like it's very like silly until it's like very important. Right. Lining up in the wrong phalanx. Uh. To go to war. Following a guy with a, a swastika flag on his back, and you're like, hey, "This guy's got a nice dog. Cool boots, Heinrich. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys holding citronella candles? I dig your footwear. It it could end with like a uh, like a decree to turn all road signs into flags, so nobody knows what's going on because all these flags are whipping in the wind. Yeah, there's Drawing really board. no trouble. Other than... Drawing board on other the flag than... line. <laughs> it's an awesome excuse. I'm fl- I don't see. I don't see. I don't see. Uh... Uh, Confederate monuments. Flag blind. Ulysses has uh, General Lee. He wasn't on the uh, North. Oh, I don't. I can't oh, see that flag. Oh, that was Napoleon. I'm also history blind. <laughs> oh, you're ignorant. <laughs> I'm knowledge blind. <laughs> and right, and that isn't that the isn't that the the um. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Isn't that the excuse I'm letting this guy get over? Like he might like just think that Confederate flags are fun and old oh, home. Cool. That guy's just knowledge blind. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. history blind. That's not a good excuse. That's not a fair excuse. No. Do the work. A little bit of work, and you know he's done the work and just been like, eh. What do I got? A seam ripper? No way. Nah, it. I love Duke's Hazard. Who gives a shit? Oh my god, that's so it's funny. It's still on me, 23. I was thinking of that. Like, that there was a whole, like, weird... That's Is that part of it, too? 
like that was the weird like 70s rebirth of like it's not even rebirth there's like been this long like pr campaign or something that's like been going on since the civil war like no the civil war wasn't about slavery the civil war was about rebellion this flag doesn't represent slaves it's rebellion and slowly but surely as more and more time passed it became more and more culturally acceptable until there was that weird window in the 70s where even people that didn't grow up under the confederate geoscape was like "Eh, she's got pretty hot buns i guess i'll watch a show that's all about like confederate rebel confederate uh supporting uh a cast or whatever no, and I do think it, it slowly, like you said, it just, like, leached away, and people were just like, yeah, it's a cool flag, it just stands for being a rebel, dude. It doesn't, though. And then, then all of a sudden it's like, wait, this is getting way too popular, we're losing the, we're losing the narrative here. We all went racism blind for a while, I think. I'm glad we're not in yeah, too many. It, it, the belt buckle industry really has to answer for for their crimes, and and I I, I call a class action lawsuit. Put Zippo in there as well. Zippo's gotten away with. The, what is it with history blind, flag blind, knowledge blind people, and smoking cigarettes, man? Health blind. That's cool, dog. Health blind. It's now I'm a, nerdy, nerd blind, I'm all cool, man. Is that what it is? is it, that's big. And I and believe me, I'm not down on people smoking because I, you guys know I smoke forever. But there is like, hey, every time you know what? There's so such a larger story here because like every time you see somebody on like cops or getting pulled over or getting a drug bust or something, they're always sucking on a cigarette, right? But and why is that? There, there's legitimate answers, right? Because it's a cheap, it's a cheap high, and the studies are out there that people of lower socioeconomic standings are willing to spend more of their percentage of their income on whatever makes them feel a little bit better, right? So for somebody who's even middle class, it doesn't cost a huge chunk for them to smoke cigarettes, right? But for somebody that's like lower income, lower class, like. A pack of cigarettes might legitimately a day might legitimately yeah. eat into like a quarter of their income if you think about it. If you think yeah. about a five dollar pack of cigarettes off somebody making thirty five dollars yeah, a day, it's crazy. Right. And 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 this the small cost you bleed out daily. Yeah. You can't afford. Trick yourself into thinking you can afford. So how is so and yet the this these the poorer people are the ones who smoke the most cigarettes because they want it's because anything right give me something it's that like mental joy of like I remember scraping nickels together like at the end of a fucking long day in New York and the only thing I wanted more in the world was like the two fifty it cost to get a beef patty. And a giant can of Coors beer. Yep, yep. I'm not. I'm certainly not looking at this as but somebody I, else. I'm just saying it. I'm the same way. Yeah. I get it. Like, but if you just like pocketed that two fifty and like either got something else or didn't get that, I probably felt a lot better every morning. 
if you but it was that like taking that load off every night you know i don't know right it's like at the end of the day even though two two dollars and fifty cents is much more significant a day let's put it at a day is such a far more significant portion of a poor person's income of of some yeah of a poor person's income than somebody else. Two fifty is still seen as two fifty. Does that make sense? So at the end of the day, it's not like, oh god, I spent my last two fifty. Even if you're poor, I think it's like, eh, I needed that two fifty to get out of my head for a minute. Yeah, it's funny that you can make that jump from like, like, but then that. Five dollars a day becomes like that's a lot, right? It's weird. Two fifty a day, but it is, is. A bus ride. Two fifty a day is a bus ride. That's yeah, that's true. I mean, it was five dollars a day. That's a Starbucks. Rich person. Yeah. See, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yep. I'll take my cigarettes. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's all start smoking. <laughs> Cheaps the though. The, the, day, like the traffics. There's a brand down here called Traffic. Three bucks. I've been in a headspace where I just felt so miserable. It was when I was visiting LA for a job. And I felt shitty. The shitty part of the city. And I just wanted nothing more but then to complete the picture. Put a cigarette in my mouth. Like to feel more miserable. Which kind of sounds like, kind of like yeah. you at the end of the day of your shift. Oh, yeah. So Henning was down on Skid Row sucking on a menthol? Oh man, one of one of those called like roulettes. Those ones that look like candy cigarettes. But <laughs> yes, I yeah. Got the roulette wheel. It looks like the a Joker a prop from an episode of the Batman show. That is the uh, that is a weird that is a weird phenomenon or condition, Henning. Like when you've had a shitty day, you just want to mm-hmm. fucking beat the shit out of yourself more with anything you can. But that's, no, that's just because we're old, dumb dads now. Because yeah. we're looking at the broad, bigger picture. That you're going to feel shitty in the morning if you smoke a bunch of cigarettes and drink a bunch of beer. If you're right. just... If, in, in the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if we're younger, if we're younger sad daddies, we're just like, yeah. this cigarette tastes good, this beer tastes good. If I wake yeah. up tomorrow, I got to go to work. Yeah. You know, like... It, <laughs> exactly, like... Uh, this is the one spot of like eating this shit food and drinking this shitty beer and like watching a shitty show or just talking shit with like the two of you in that crappy apartment or and Timmy, you know, like, like yeah, that's it. Fine. It's good. It's a reprieve. I think and you know what else is like And that's worth that's worth its own thing. It's if I was just doing that every day by myself, like then that's when you should probably like recalibrate. Oh sure, sure. I uh, you just subside on beef patties and banquet course beers. The um, what's interesting about it though is just that little you know that plying of bad beer and beef was just enough like to stop our brains from clicking the way it's clicking now. Like, we were doing it, we were true, thinking yeah. about how a beef patty was going to feel in the morning. We are just thinking about, what kind of cheese are you going to get? It's good with Munster. It's good with Munster. Ooh, have you tried the, the white cheddar? Have you? No, it doesn't melt right. I mean, when was your mind blown when Timmy introduced, like, 
because we were getting beef patties, and Timmy's like, no, they'll cut it open and put a fucking piece of cheese in it. What do you mean? They'll put a piece of your choice of flavor of cheese inside this frozen treat and put it in a goddamn griddle for you. I was like, I think I, think I ordered, I think I ate six beef patties that night. <laughs> With all the different cheeses. Yeah, you gotta find the best. As many cheeses as they had. When's when's the last time? Let's let's keep this going. When's the last time you had a beef patty? Fuck. Eight years, maybe seven years. Penny. Back in that warehouse job. That's right. And I ran. And the oh yeah. Restaurant was the only one around. So. I uh, Casey, I'm with you. It's probably been eight, eight, nine years. I mean, that neighborhood was the last time, probably. I remember them being delicious, but being of a texture I hadn't before or since had. Almost like a gritty meat. You guys remember yeah. the gritty? Yeah, I believe it's mint, a mint meat. I believe is the is the technical term. What is that? It, I just. I think it's just like boiled ankle meat. It's that's like chopped meat. Just meat. It's it's just the shit meat, and they cut it real fine to like cut out all the cartilage and knuckle. I was just gonna say that's cartilage. Tasty, I was tasting, wasn't it? It was tasty, but they left some grit. Yeah, it's got grit, and they put a lot of spice in it. So you're like, mm, it's good. <laughs> like a taco <laughs> spice or a jerk yeah, spice. Yeah. Well, not to get spicy, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Now, do you think if you go to a Caribbean, someplace in the Caribbean, like there's a place that's like, we do beef patties right, or do you think a beef patty is strictly a Jamaica Queens like invention? Oh, sort of like General So's chicken. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Anywhere here. Traditional Chinese fare or pizza, pizza like it's not nothing like Italian fare or whatever. I could see that being an American invention because it's just a lazy, a sloppy Joe sandwich, like a hot pocket. It's American food. I think so. I mean, I don't know, but like an oxtail soup, like that's traditional. Tradition. See that everywhere. No, that's really good. Yeah, that's traditional Cari- Caribbean, Caribbean. Yeah, I didn't know that. I know that the beef patty. I don't know what it is. I I liked oxtail soup because I I like it. if you're gonna eat and beef patty, I guess the same way. But if you're gonna eat a meat, you better feel like you're chewing on a. You better feel like you're chewing on a thigh at times because like oxtail soup, every once in a while you get like. The glue. Can't do tail the toes all day. Yeah, yeah. You get a toe. That's right. Uh, Ashton and I went to this. You know, it was a great Mexican restaurant, but they were known for like they would give you like the like traditional like Mexican street fare for like, like apt. Uh-huh. So you get like pig's ears and chicken yes. feet and stuff. So it was like you should get it to try it. And I was like, we got it. And I was like, oh yeah, this one's fun. I was like, I can't chicken feet. Like it just couldn't do it. No, the feet. No, it just—it's like chicken wing, but small. It's just worse. It's a something about a foot. Taste that on the patty for me. Yeah, just someone pick it off and spread it over a put it on toast. A dyed orange piece of bread. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, there you see that great taco truck on like 69th and Broadway uh, that did like lengua, so like tongue oh, tacos. Ooh. No, but amazing because she because no, it's no, that yeah. sh- a tripe. It's but they they stew it, you know, and braise it for 24 hours. But it, you know, and it, they just chop it up, and it's like that same kind of. Uh, beef patty, right? It's in the seasoning, so it just kind of it has a distinct cr- chewy oh, chewiness to yeah. it, but yeah. it was still like amazing. But yeah, when you got to bite around a toenail, that's that's tough stuff. Yeah, or like sucking on a pig knuckle, like actually sucking on the the just hoof. Get it off. Too much sucking. I can see like it's like it makes sense in a bar, like right. drinking, get that salt. Get hungry enough, you'll eat anything. But yeah, purple egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about foot. I worked with a guy what who would be uh, fine. I don't want to do tongue. Do Tongue's rough for me as well. So tongue in that taco was really good. But I had, um, uh, we went to this place called La Basura, and stop me if I told you this, but it was it was literally, I think that's Spanish for the garbage can. It is, yes. So, and this, but by the way, this is in Astoria, La Basura. Um, and it's, you might even remember it, it's one of those huge tacky, like takes up half the block, uh, uh, Mexican restaurants or Ecuadorian or something, and it has, like, the half a car that's run into, like, the roof. It was really loud. It was really loud. But I was like, well, you know, it's it's old school. Like, it's in a a Hispanic neighborhood. Everybody's speaking Spanish. Like, let me go to town. Like, those tongue tacos. So I ordered just the tongue, and they – it was just – just a tongue on a plate plop. And I guess in ret- like now that I know, because I was talking to Manuel, my friend is a chef, like to cook a tongue, you really have to do some prep work. You have to boil it and basically take all the taste bud part, which is like a big, oh, yeah, thick yeah. part of skin. You have to peel that off like you're peeling a, I don't know, like a mask off. They didn't even do that. So I was literally just oh, tongue, like on tongue? tongue contact, like. Oh, it's like Temple of Doom. Taste bud to taste bud. Oh, no, no, you don't get a fork and a knife to lick it. It was so big and meaty. Oh, God. Yeah, tongue was, tongue, straight tongue is rough. Well, that's eating for your boyfriend, Chef Bauer. For French kissing. <laughs> French kissed beef tongues. It's like blindfold everybody, blindfold everybody, and have them like it's like uh, musical chairs or whatever. Whoever sits on the beef tongue has a bad boyfriend. (laughs) Musical chair for a musical tongue. Whoever gets the lengua with the taste bud still on. Oh, Julia, the rich one. Good luck. Oh, this one has a tongue ring. He's going to be an artist. A bad boy. <laughs> I'm just picturing like that classic teeny bopper, like, but it's just girls or young guys looking at a hunk magazine, but it's just different tongues. So it's like the hunky tongue. It's got the Elvis sideburns and the pompadour. 
And then uh, everybody's like, oh, it's 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 time for dessert. Who's going to cut the beefcake? And it's just a giant <laughs> beef patty frosting on it with uh, different cheeses on it. They, um, uh, uh, before with the cheese, did you guys see that uh, uh, Instagram post? And by the way, I think these guests or friends or whatever you want to call them are complete assholes and grateful, but uh, apparently this, this, this couple threw a wedding and they just had like a really dog shit catering spread. And so somebody at their wedding posted about it, making fun of it, which I just think is complete asshole. Like, fuck you. Like yeah. they invited your wedding. They gave you food. If you don't like it, don't eat it. But then I did, yeah. I did see the pictures of the spread and it wasn't like bad cafeteria food. I was like, Who's the ironic hipster that's doing this? Because it was one was a chafing tray just full of opened, individually opened craft singles, whites and uh, oranges. (laughs) (laughs) No bread, no crackers, nothing. And then the one next to it was just, like, what you would get in, like, legit, like, I don't know, like, pre-K. It was just orange slices still on the rind, like, in a big, again, just chafing tray. So it's like a, like a bar garnish, like a bar garnish <laughs> yes. orange, but it's just yes. laid out. Yes. And then the other one was just, you know, those classic, like, double fudge brownies that you just, you know, the classic like pyrex pan brownies in a chafing tray so just some some chocolate brownies and that was the spread that's amazing that's <laughs> what you get when you only pay two hundred dollars for the wedding caterer <laughs> oh, there's a huge there's a huge gap between between that's a fantastic there's got to be a larger story behind that i hope there's not so the only thing i can tell you is the wedding took place in the uk otherwise there's no story (laughs) behind who right now who somehow that kind of makes more sense yeah well yeah the destination american like it's american theme yeah they didn't show the beef patties Oh. Did you guys see uh, the Fire Festival documentary? Yes, that's all I was thinking of, Henning. I was going to say, did it look like the Fire Festival food? Yeah. Just a piece of lettuce and the two slices of white bread with a slice yeah. of cheese. Craft singles on a plate. And the social media outrage reminded me of the Fire Fest docs. Hansi. Still haven't seen them. Oh, either one. The 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 like the posters for them have like hot chicks and bikinis, and I'm like, I don't need that shit. I don't need to see how the other half lives. There's, Women in bikinis. <laughs> That's the other. It's half worth it. Women in bikinis don't even feature. Uh, no, I, I. They do, but they get taken advantage of. I um, I will get to it, but right now I've completely dedicated myself to um, Game of Thrones because I haven't watched it since season three. So Megan and I just straight up started two days ago. Season one, episode one. 
if we watch, like, if we're replacing our, like, 2020 or our forensic files at night with at least one episode of Game of Thrones, and by the time, like, the actual season or series finale is, we're hoping we'll be caught up. Like, no, like, like, we're just gonna try and, like, I'm not worried that the new season starts tonight. We're just gonna try and get caught up and then be on the same page for the last episode. And I gotta tell you, the reason we put it off this long is because we were like, so first off, they hold up. I know that seems dumb, but even, like, the first season, first episode, 2011, is mind-blowingly amazing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go back yeah. and watch The Sopranos, season one, episode one, you're like, yeah. Ah, it know. feels like when you do the research, it was like, oh, this show is almost on Fox. Right. So it looks like a show from the 90s on Fox. Sure. It feels that way. They haven't, like, hit that, like, cinematic sort of stride and vibe that they get in later seasons. So, no, I totally agree with you. Like, when we go back and watch Sopranos, the first couple, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, this is before HBO was HBO. Like, they made it on your back, Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Right. Just uh, a shoot time video. That was, but... Uh, no, what they... No, it, it does hold up. Like, I think the last... Hot, it was over your wedding. HBO was playing, like, a marathon, so when Ashley and I go back to the hotel room at night, we would, like just throw it on and catch a couple episodes we hadn't seen in years and we're just like this is the best we forgot this show is amazing it's amazing like it's amazing and and i think my favorite part is i've just never uh just the visceral hate you can instantly have for somebody without them even saying speaking a word of dialogue like literally like when you just see like prince joffrey that actor or whatever just give one look the first look you're just like fucking hate that kid or the targaryen like the brother the the like the, like I mean, yeah the moment you see him you're just like i that guy can't die soon enough yeah and yet the scum bummy is wanted pretty early with the series but Oh yeah, I think, I think that's happening tonight. Oh yeah, no, I guess I should no spoilers. I don't know if people are doing what I'm doing, but I've never seen it. So obviously, I I have a ton that can get spoiled for me, and probably will, but I won't spoil what happens to Sarlarius or whatever his name is. What's his name? Oh, the the, the brother. Yeah, Viserys. Lacerus? Viserys. Oh, yeah, Viserys. He's a beaner, man. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He does suck. <laughs> that, like, that show does such a good job of casting. Like you said, huh? Like, I, can't, I can't not... I don't think I could see that actor in another thing and not just be like, I don't like this. No, no. Yeah, you couldn't see like the actor that played Prince Jeffrey in like a reboot of... I don't know... Uh, he, he retired from acting. He's done. Really? Yeah, he knew it. He knew Pardon. he couldn't do anything else. He's done uh, it. But it's weird seeing him because he is in Batman Begins. What? You know, towards the end of the movie, when uh, Rachel Dawes, it, when the gas is coming and she's in the city, she protects this little kid. It's the little kid that Batman sees in the window and he gives him a gadget. It's Joffrey. Interesting. 
He shows up like three or four times in the movie. You know who else retired from acting? The kid who played Simon Birch. I was I was looking at I went I two days ago I, I went, I wonder what that guy's up to. His name's like Ian Michael Andrews or something. I checked him out. He looks awesome. He's got a long he's got like a thicker mustache than you, Casey. And uh, and he just looks like Simon Birch, but slightly stockier. That's not fair. He looks like he looked like when he played the character Simon Birch, but he's got a rocking mustache and like a kick-ass, tricked-out, like a rascal scooter with a computer with a laptop on it. Just a little grit. Simon Birch with a little grit. But (laughs) Yeah, he's a gritty Birch. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what got into me, but I was just like, I wonder what the kid who played Simon Birch. Did he ever get that? <laughs> and not much. Takes takes pictures with people. I, I kind of feel bad for him because they're like, "Hey, Birch," you know. Are you that little guy from Simon Birch? What do you uh, think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you had you, one guess and you guessed it. What else would you guess if I asked you? You know what? You, you, you know what he gets a lot of though, which I love is he goes like. I, I bet he gets this a lot. You know, you kind of look like the guy that was in Simon Birch. And he has to go, <laughs> I am him. What? Whoa. Why are you at Costco? <laughs> because I like to buy things on the cheap. Why else would I be at Costco? Oh, Take your sample. Move along. <laughs> no, no, he's doing well. I'm not. I'm not disparaging him. I'm just saying he didn't act like the kid. He could have. Look at Jackie Lee Early Haley. Jack Early. Uh, Jack Earl yeah. Haley. He could have retired. Yeah. He was a weird looking guy, but he like ham boned it out. And... <laughs> he went on to play old weird looking guys. <laughs> yeah. So it's not. I'm not saying like that. Like the reason I thought about him is because he what was is... really good in that movie, but. Did Jackie Earl Haley have a, a child star turn? Bad News Bears. Yeah, he, was, he was in Bad News Bears. And then he was like in a couple other like late 70s, early 80s, like teen sportsy movies. Yeah. He, he was the weird looking kid. Oh, yeah. He looked the same, honestly. <laughs> he was, yeah, the 70s were weird because it was still acceptable because you were just like, because it's Uncanny Valley. My brain always just went, that's a man. Like that's a strange man. That's with kids. Looks like a kid. Like if you were a kid around him, you would not want to talk. To, like he looked like a kid that grew up in a trailer. You know what? I'm just saying that from like like tough mean kids that I remember from school. If I saw Jackie Earl, I'd be like, no, I don't like. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a bully. He let's just say he was the one buying the Playboys for the group. Oh yeah, handed out cigarettes. Yeah, smoking ten gallon hat. Nice, bring it back to Jackie Lee Earl in a head ten gallon hat. What's his name? It's not Jackie Lee Earl, is it? No, Jackie Earl Haley. Always thought he sounded like an assassin, didn't you? Oh yeah. Looks like one of Rorschach himself. Well, what do you say, fellas? Think, fellas, yeah. We ended up bid Henry adieu <laughs> for another three and a half hours. I, mean, I got three more hours, so if you guys want. Yeah. 
I gotta put on my ten gallon crown. <laughs> There's some cool looking Mormons I could describe around here. Go interview them, Henning. But put on your Confederate patch. Or are you a guy in disguise tonight? I'm a liberal in disguise. Incognito. Yeah. I should bring my Zoom though. I should be doing that on the street. This is gonna be uh, for all you listening out there. Because we're going on Master Track, I hope you like bar sounds. Because <laughs> making me thirsty. That's all I gotta say. This one's gonna be. This one is gonna be called uh, a guy walks into a bar at the Salt Lake City Airport. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. Down. We we turn it down when I'm not talking, which is most of it. We needed a weird one. That's a good one. <laughs> I needed all those clinking glasses over my. Uh, White guilt. Oh yeah, close it out. Close it out, Harvey. What are you gonna say? That's what they all say. It's like I asked her what she thought of the sketch show. Oh, there we go. And there's nothing you can do about it. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> this might be the st- now that I even already am thinking about it, this might be the stupidest episode we've ever recorded, and we've recorded some really dumb episodes. We got some doozies, man. <laughs> this is a weird one. <laughs> I think this might be up there. Usually, we didn't even introduce it at all. Henning. <laughs> <laughs> Henning, get some kind Mormon to introduce this episode, please. What kind of podcast? It's a right. comedy well, podcast. It's a comedy podcast. Uh, and what am I saying? What am I saying? It's a, a jerk practice podcast. So where we are with Hans, Henning, and Casey. With Hans, Henning, and Casey. <laughs> with Hans, Henning, and Casey. That's right. At High West Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Cool. Is that it? Thanks for the Bloody Mary. <laughs> You're welcome. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you Except the one thing that you want me to We went across the mighty Rio Grande And saw Disneyland and the sea You and me But there's one thing I never do Not even for you, not even for you Not even for you Thing I wouldn't do for you Except to walk among the Osmond crew I know you're planning for a lot today And you can't betray what you know In Provo But there's one less town on the globe And if you must go there You're going alone Not even for you Not even for you Not even for you